You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowe, and I'm joined this morning just about by Ashley Priest. Ash, how are you? Yeah, I miss doing these. I haven't spoken to you on a stream. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's, it's been a while. I, I do miss these. It's been a bit of sanity. Stuck, into me, stuck in the office, same, same four walls every day. Mm. With, our, with our Birmingham office being shut until the end of January. So nice to speak to people, as it were. And obviously, we'll talk about us just getting on the road last week and, and doing that mm. big podcast. But yeah, all's well down Cardiff tomorrow, Dan. So um, back, tomorrow, in yeah. ma- back in match action, expecting a strong team down there. Around about a thousand Villa fans going as well. Should be a mm. good, good send off for, for Peter Whittingham as well. Yeah, um, very emotional down there. But uh, looking forward to it tomorrow. See you and I and the boys. and and yeah, back to back to some game time with Villa. Mm, there was a few questions in the week actually. A lot of people asking how how strong that side will be, and it sounds like it'll be pretty much you know, the, the first team going down there mm. uh, or over there, wherever it is. Um, yeah, I'll put down here. I might a little quick page of notes, but twenty seven days till we're back in action, being Boxing Day, competitive action, I guess. Cardiff yeah. tomorrow, and is it Villarreal on the? 15th of December. Something like that, 15th. Yeah. yeah, you'll know better than me. Uh, but yeah, uh, excited to get back to Boxing Day, to be honest. I've just been editing the second part of the Clark Moo Live and somebody asked about club over country and I was like, club, straight away. Yeah. It's like I'm yeah. not really that bothered about the World Cup, although that was before the World Cup started and now it is here. I'm watching most of the games. Yeah, watching um, it yeah. later? Yeah, yeah we'll watch it. Yeah, watched England, of course. Have you been watching? It's difficult for us because we're working during the day. Have you been watching all of the games? Not really. I've been catching glimpses. I've I'm, I'm, I'm watched a fair bit of Matty Cash and Poland, just yeah. keeping an eye on him. Yeah, it's just hard, isn't it? It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just on, it's overload, like four games a day. I've got a little one now, so it's, it's tough for me, but um, I've been watching as much as I can. Mm, yeah, and um, well, we're here today saying well, I kind of missed doing a, a, an online thing. I was checking, so I feel a little bit rusty to be honest. The last one that me and Matt did together was the kind of behind the scenes of the Martin O'Neill podcast, and I wanted to do today the behind the scenes of the Neil Cutler podcast, um, which is kind of a bit of a an excuse to get another episode out of, <laughs> of out of a big podcast because they, like you said, it's getting out there, it's getting out on the road, and it's a big deal to go and film film those episodes. So it's worth kind of reflecting on on what we learned, kind of thing. Yeah. First of all, before we kind of plug the episode, if anyone's not seen it, we split the Neil Cutler episode into two parts, a big exclusive sit-down interview, which was one hour, 31 minutes long, and a 15 quick-fire questions, which was 12 minutes. We post that first, much like Gary Neville's overlap, doing a bit of a teaser, which was your idea as well, and a good idea to split it. But first of all, how did it come about? How did we get Neil Cutler on the podcast? Do you want to explain? Yeah, so Neil follows me on Twitter. I don't know why, <laughs> but um, he does, and... <laughs> I wanted, to ask about, I wanted to ask him about Aaron Danks because I think he, he went out with a beer, beer with him the other week. So what's happening with Aaron? He did so well at Villa, so highly regarded by the Villa fans. It was only a few weeks ago he was getting, being lauded from the whole end and that 4-0 win against Brentford. And everything was brilliant. And for Aaron to set the team over them two fixtures was, was really good. I know we got battered up at Newcastle, but he, he really stood in at a time of need and, and really galvanised the group. And mm. I wanted to know what, what's happening with Aaron Danks. Is he staying on? And um, so I asked Neil about that and he said, it's not his place to tell me, I guess. It's about Aaron and I need to get in contact with Aaron's side. But, and I said to Neil, do you ever fancy coming on the podcast? Let me know. Uh, and he said, yeah, anytime. And I said, okay, next week, any good? Uh, he goes, yeah, I've got all the time in the world now. Um, so he, he penciled under that in, in a date, got him on WhatsApp, and he, he said, That's um, whereabouts are you? 
by Bridge North that, that kind of way. And next thing you know, I've booked the golf club out in, in, in that lounge. It's quite, quite, quite noisy at times, but we booked it out. Got there early yeah. doors, then we done set up, and it went really well, really well. And like you say, Neil, Neil was with us for over two hours. Yeah. Um, and he really was so generous with his time. And like you say, the episode come out, come out really well. Could have asked him loads more, loads more, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec. In terms of the initial setting up, I said afterwards, like as much as you've said, you know, not in kind of passing, but you know, do you fancy a podcast at some point? It's almost like he initiated it to go, yeah, well, I'm free anytime. Let's yeah, do yeah. it next week. He could have gone, yeah. yeah, well, we'll see. Maybe in the new year, and then it's one of those things that, that, that never happened. So he, it's kind of he took the initiative to go, yeah, next week, free anytime. Let's do it. Let's pick a place. Let's go. Um, so yeah, massive, massive credit to him. I don't know what I've talked to this, by the way, because we called the the O'Neill one. Like, what was Martin O'Neill really like? A bit of intrigue about what his character was like. Whereas everyone knows Neil Cutler's a nice guy. So this will yeah. be, you know, why Neil Cutler is the the nicest guy in football or something is is how I talk to this. I presume just a lovely, lovely bloke. Obviously, Bridge North is kind of my way, more so than yours. Being in in a great bar, I'm, I'm in Kiddie, so it's you've travelled over to my end. Um. But yeah, it was nice to do it in person. Again, with these kind of things, it's it's easy to sit on a Zoom call or a streamyard or whatever that we use and, and say, right, let's just do it like this. And it you record for an hour and a half and you spend an hour and a half on it and that's it. And it just goes out and it's finished. It's nice to get the cameras out properly and go and film it and do it do it properly. And because we'd done the O'Neill thing either the week before or two weeks before, we did the Clark Blue Live thing also in the last few weeks. So we kind of got, got the bug a little bit now to to do things properly, so to speak, rather than yeah. just do it the, the easy way out. Um, but yeah, I think we went over there at like 8am or something, half eight, we, we were going over, getting all set up. In terms of being nervous and stuff, how were you beforehand? Because usually it's Matt Kendrick that does the, the expire interviews. You did Gabby, which was over Zoom well over two years ago now, the start of the very first lockdown. I'd not done a sit-down interview. I was there for the only one, but obviously I was behind the scenes. So I'd not sat down in front of a former player and, and grilled them over anything before. So how were you in terms of no nerves and things like that beforehand? Well, I picked you up. Then I said, I'll drag you into this one. You can, you can come in with me. <laughs> so it's, yeah, Which maybe, I wasn't yeah. expecting, yeah. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. I thought it'd just be better with us, with us two chatting away. We could ask our own questions, what we wanted to know, as opposed to one-on-one, me just pe- peppering questions at him. More mm. laid back, laid back, a bit chattier. It was fine. I, I knew Neil's Neil's great. Uh, didn't know what to expect. I haven't done an in-person one for a while. Uh, don't, don't, you don't really get to do many of them. They all get to Sky Sports and BT and all the all the TV networks, whereas the local press don't really do any anything like that, which is a shame. So um, mm. for Neil to look, for Neil to agree to that, I texted him yesterday as well just to thank him. I've had brilliant feedback. Oh, good. And he said he loved it. Loved it. Thank you at any time. And he, yeah, he said he can call. I can call him. Later on the World Cup, when, when Emmy's doing well, hopefully, and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it went really well. He's just a nice guy. Made it so easy for us, didn't he, Danny Anton, to yeah. every question. Even between you, you you stopping the record button and whatnot, he was sound and just chatting away about Michael Bill taking the Rangers job, this, that, and the other. And, yeah, just a genuinely nice guy. And yeah. do you know what? It's, it's, it's brilliant for us. I, I, knew, I knew the feedback would be good. Um, fans love him. And just, just a little bit of, bit of intrigue behind the scenes. Been there four years, so he's, he's seen the whole championship to Premier League to mm. where they are now. And yeah, like you say, he made it easy for us, and nothing was too much trouble for him. Like I say, he's, over, he's been with us for over two hours. Yeah, answered every question, put it in. Um, like, like I say, give us some really good insight into the dressing room and around Body More Heath and the coaching staff and the players. So, yeah, top job all around, Dan. So, um, yeah, it's come out really well, and the Villa fans enjoy it. Yeah. 
I think the way we filmed it because it was just that you'd organised it. I just assumed it'd be you and him one on one because we've all, we all, we've always done the interviews as a one on one process rather than as a two on one. Yeah. You said the day before, a couple of days before, like I think it'd be good to do it as a three. I think it'd be more conversational rather than yeah. a, a kind of sit down Q and A. I think having and this isn't my choice or anything because it's just the way it's gone. But having O'Neill a couple of weeks before, which was very much sit down opposite very one-on-one it's kind of Matt Kendrick versus Martin O'Neill kind yeah. of having it out amongst each oh, other yeah. here's a question here's an answer here's a question it's kind of worked nicely that the Cutler one epi- uh, followed that because it was very much like well let's all just sit back have a coffee or chill out ask ask a few questions mm. it, the preparation is very much the same that we had loads of notes I think we had was it six pages of questions or something yeah. and we, we said to him when we started we did O'Neill a couple of weeks ago and we had to cut that short how, you know how are you for time because we can kind of move things around he's like all day lads yeah. as long as you want all day happy to happy to see her which is you know music to our ears in, in the industry that we work in that you know you're going to get good stuff out of it and when you've spent all morning setting up and i'm going to spend all night editing it and posting it over the uh, over the following days you yeah. want as much as much content as you can i think we had six pages of the questions and he kind of said before we started ask me what you want i said on air and i said privately as well like i'm happy to be like the nosy one i'll ask the questions that maybe you know, aren't necessarily so easy. You know, was it awkward when Gerard left stuff like that, which we could have skirted over? But I was interested. I, I wanted to ask for my own benefit and, and for the benefit of the podcast as well. And he said, "Yes, ask me whatever you like." Yeah. And I said, "If we have to cut anything out and it gets awkward, we can. Don't worry about it." And he was like, "No, it's fine. I'm happy to answer anything." Um, instead of talking about what we did ask, is there anything you feel like we should have asked that we didn't? Probably the, the dynamic with Michael Beale leaving and Michael Beale's influence, given mm. Emmy Martinez's comments last year. Um, we all seen that, what Martinez said. He said he said the assistant, which was Beale at the time, spoke more than Gerard, Gerard and he was, he was like a, having two managers. So just, just that dynamic when, when Michael Beale left and obviously Michael Beale's taken up the Ranger job now, which is which is mm. incredible, really. Um, so probably that... that aspect- we didn't ask about that, to be honest, because we did the prep beforehand and we chat about what we were going to ask and we kind of went through season by season and we got oh, yeah. to the summer. I think it's probably because we talked about the summer before I know Kelly and John Terry leaving and thought, well, he's kind yeah. of going to talk about dis- you know, how that disrupted the, the dressing room mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Probably going to answer the same kind of thing about Michael Beale, so we just kind of skimmed over it. But then in hindsight, almost as soon as we finished, I thought... Probably should have asked about Michael Beale, to be honest. No, we just, yes. I don't know why we just left it. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just went through the net, that one. And I think we spoke about Michael I think it's because we spoke about Michael Beale off camera. Yeah. We all did about him, to, about him being approached by Rangers and he couldn't believe it at the time. And we were saying how, how Stephen would be feeling. And, and we spoke about Beale because the, the news were breaking just then. So mm. perhaps off, the, off camera, we spoke about it and then we just forgot to mention it. Yeah, he, he was influenced at Villa at the time. So probably that one. Um, and also as much as like somebody sits there and says I'm happy to answer everything when you've also got six pages of notes and it's already yeah. two hours like you can't really ask anything and take all day it's only a turn of phrase to say yeah I've got all day he doesn't actually yeah. mean he's going to sit there for eight hours so you are kind of semi-conscious when you're an hour in and you're only on 2020 and you've still got two more years to go yeah. and Smith being sacked and Gerald being sacked that you kind of have to speed things up a little bit so it wasn't like a oh I've got Michael Beard on my head but I'm going to put that to one side because I've got time restraints but at the end you kind of think oh, I probably should have asked this and should have asked that but we also can't Always. can't take the mic the other thing I thought about afterwards is because he'd, I think you said that he'd worked with 13 goalkeepers at Villa including our youth players as well yeah. we probably should have done something like a little line on each of them because there, there were a few comments saying like I'd love to know what happened with Kalinic 
Yeah, like signing yeah. him and then basically never playing and then disappearing. Like we should have asked him about individual players. Obviously, very Martinez heavy. He's still the number one, so that's what fans want. Very Jed Steer heavy in places because he was the promotion goalkeeper. Yeah, a little bit on Nealon with the ghost goal. Nothing really on Kalinic or should, yeah, a little bit on Pepperina. Kalinic was the only one that we really missed of, of the first team players, which again, not by choice, not by design, just skimmed over him because. He didn't do anything for Villa, I guess, no. really. So, what, you know, why take up time? A question yeah. on a player that's not really worth talking about. But that's also a story. What what happened to him? What went wrong? He was highly regarded at the time, wasn't he? Um, Dean Smith's first signing, five and a half million quid, I think it was. He was meant to sign under Remy Gard as well. So, um, yeah. transfer that was uh, in the pipeline for a while at Villa. And yeah, even asked the quick fire questions at Neil. Uh, Martinez, we spoke about him. Kalinic, what happened there? Stia. Do you know what I mean? Just far, far the mm. keepers. Because he spoke so well of Robin Olsen, didn't he? He really did. Yeah. Locked him behind the scenes. He's really good for Emmy Martinez, backing him up and um, being, being his support network as well. So perhaps should have fired the goalkeepers at him. Just, just one-liners. Even yeah. like, I think he had Andre Moreira, remember him, the Spaniard? Yeah. Coming? He had him yeah. for, a, for a couple of months before he left in January as well. So many keepers. Sarkic he had as well. Good young keeper. Um, yeah, there was a, there was a, I made a list as well. There was 14 keepers he had. Working uh, during his time at Villa, so um, yeah, perhaps should have done that, but yeah, maybe next time, huh? Yeah, we did decide then, like you know, happy to come on, come on again and, and have another chat. And I was almost thinking, oh, well, there's nothing else to ask him about. Like, no, we're no. not going to go through his career again. We've kind of done it, but you know, just getting him on to chat about current day Villa would be interesting as well. Like if Martinez has had a, had a blinder against somebody, get get the former goalkeeper coach on and how we'll be yeah. feeling in the dressing room. So it's, it's different insight for us. Obviously, we've done a lot of ex-player interviews over the years and they've been ex-players in terms of 80s, 90s, early early 2000s. We've not had anyone from the current day era apart from Gabby or Brighton, but even then you're going back 10 years with, with some of those. We've not had anybody since the, kind of the promotion era in terms yeah. of players or, or staff for, for various reasons. There was one comment saying something like, our oh, typical Birmingham male getting the story late with, with Neil Cutler. It's like, nearly left, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want us to do? Like, he, not like he's done loads of press in the last few weeks. Uh, he's done a couple of stories with The Athletic, I think, and obviously that done our podcast now. And he did the Ben Foster one as well. But, you know, it's just restraints of a, a player that is, a player or a, a staff member that is currently employed by the club is more difficult to get than a, a person who's yeah. no longer employed by the club and has more time to do these things. So, you know, I was more than happy to get that insight into an era that we've not really spoken about before. And we've said for a long time, like, we want people on from that promotion era. Players like Albert Adoma or Robert Snodgrass, James Chester, like that kind of era of player would be, would be interesting. So to get that insight from a, a coach that was there for that period of time and afterwards as well in the Premier League years that followed is different for us to get that. And I think it was important for us to have that kind of voice on the channel as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. he took charge of the first team a few weeks ago as well. So, mm. yeah, really good. He's there four years, seen it all. Um, yeah, seen it all. And like I said, I think the job well done for me putting the podcast together. As it is, and the feedback's been brilliant. So, um, yeah, on to the next one, hopefully. Away from things we've not talked about, what was the biggest takeaway from you of things we did talk about? What did you like the most? Um, just how easy it was. Just how easy it was to, to speak to a, a former employer of Villa, because obviously I don't get, we don't get that much access to it at all. Mm. So just how easy it was, how laid back it was. Um, just there to have a crack, really. And just just that, that element of it, bringing you, having you alongside me as well was good. And just that dynamic. We got all got on. Had a good, good, nice little morning together. Just, just chewing the fat and yeah, like you say, it come across really well. Um, 
but the big takeaway, great guy, nice guy, nothing too much trouble for him. Um, you get that perception, don't you? The short interviews you might do, they might not fancy it, or mm. the, the, you know what I mean? The back and forth then is good, but Neil's a great guy, great guy, and give us everything we, we wanted and more, really. So, um, just, just, yeah, just how easy it was to, to chat to him and, and to get the answers we wanted. Yeah, the thing I'm always concerned about with these kind of things, especially when I'm behind the camera and that's my sole job for the day, is obviously getting the, the footage and the, and the audio right for the podcast because it's, well it's all well and good you and me having a good chat with him. But if it doesn't sound or look good for the 8,000 people or something I've seen it, that's the main thing. So I'm always a little bit nervous well. about, yeah, I'm always a little bit nervous about the setup of it. Um, but it's like the little bits, it's not, it's less about like the actual camera or the microphone or whatever. It's like the, process of that like are they going to get annoyed at me keep getting up to change the cameras are they going to be annoyed if something happens like i went shut to the door at one stage that we had like semi-open because it got noisy in the room next door with them watching the world cup and it yeah. pulled out a plug that was connected to the audio and lights and everything went off yeah and someone could go oh god like, this is going to take time to, to sort out whatever and he was like not bothered at all kind of said yeah. take time don't worry about it we just got there's a 30 minute recording, or you know about this, but I'm trying to explain. There's a 30 minute recording limit on the camera, so every 30 minutes you have to get up, stop, and stop, start and stop them again. And again, that's a bit of a process to go. All right, just let me interrupt everything and stand up and go and deal with it all. Yeah. And we just reset it, so we were, I think we were one or two minutes into like the next 30 minute period when the plug came out and the audio machine went off and that file got corrupted. I didn't tell you about this at the time because I didn't realise afterwards. But so that that like one or two minutes we did got like deleted. So yeah. if it had happened before that thirty minute cutoff period, the whole thirty minutes would have got deleted, mm. and we would have had to have said like, "Oh, we've we've lost the first half." Like, Not me. can we do it again? Or so we, I think we, you'd asked one question about Pepe Reina in that first minute section, and I said like, "Oh, that one minute." isn't going to work or whatever like we'll have to do that again he's like yeah that's fine like as long as you laugh at my jokes or, or whatever the, the, the second time around so all that was a, a little bit could have been a little bit tense but he's again such a nice guy that it wasn't a problem and as we're trying to do all that and we're changing the plug sockets around and stuff one of the lights starts to creak forward and, and bend as you're pulling the the, the cable and i kind of see it going and go oh, ash the light the light i know it's got to be kind of got to be six foot away or something where his seat is where the light is and he just kind of leaped about his seat one big left hand onto it and grabs this light stand and the light like this far from smashing off the table yeah which would have been a, a costlier costlier replacement to me to sort but yeah nice to have the goalkeeper in the room actually <laughs> put you know pull his finger out and make a great save like that in yeah. safe hands yeah but yeah it's just those little things of the, the process of making a podcast where somebody who comes in and doesn't know the process of doing it might think oh, why is this taking five minutes to transfer a file over or why is it going to take five minutes to switch the cameras around or whatever and why is this taking my time i don't want to be here but kind of sat back with his feet up and you and him just chat away and it was good that there was three of us from that perspective that while i went away and did production stuff you chat about Michael Beale or whatever it was away yeah. from the podcast as well so yeah. yeah lovely lovely guy um if you've not seen it of course if you're watching this and think what the hell um there's two videos 15 quickfire questions with Neil Cutler and the exclusive Neil Cutler on promotion with Dean Smith Stephen Gerrard and leaving Aston Villa well worth an hour and 45 minutes of your time uh, at some point the idea to split them in two by the way again was your idea why why did you want to do the bonus episode just, I don't know, really. Looking, yeah, maybe I should do them the keepers now. 
<laughs> yeah, the quick four one should have been the keepers. Um, yeah, we could have, could have done it that way. Fifteen keepers. Uh, yeah, one word, one word answers, or yeah, just the, the verdicts and all the keepers you work with, maybe. But just to split it up, to tease it as well, throw yeah. the teaser out there, get get people wanting more to, for the full episode, and like you say, worked out all right. We've got, got got the human ele- elements of Neil, what he's yeah. like as a, as, a, as, a, as a person. Like, I think it's nice to ask man. the questions about personal life and stuff as well, more so yeah. than, than football ones at that stage. Yeah, what's he like as a bloke and what's he like doing? Um, just a bit, a bit of flavour, really, but a bit, bit of added, added content for you. Mm, but again, we filmed that at the end and we were kind of doing the outro for the main podcast. And you know, right, thanks for your time, Neil. You've been very generous with, with your two hours so far. Thank, thanks for coming along, etc. Yeah. Cut camera. Oh, sorry, Neil, before you go, we've got another yeah. quick five questions you want to do. And he was like, oh, yeah, fine, don't worry, I've got all day. He said that loads of times, I've got all day, which is yeah, music to our ears, like I said earlier. Yeah. Um, so those podcasts are both available on YouTube, Spotify, Acast, wherever you get your, your podcast from. Like I said, if you've not seen it yet, I'm going to roll a quick trailer now. It's two minutes long. So Ash, if you want to uh, have a breather for a sec, here's the, uh, the social trailer for the Neil Cutler podcast. When Aston Villa comes calling and Dean Smith comes calling, I, I just had to, I had to move forward. I had to move on to um, understood that the size of Aston Villa, the size of the football club, the direction it was heading. It, it was a, a no-brainer for me and the family. The best part of him is his emotional control is unbelievable. Um, like you win, you lose, you draw, he's the same person. He's a people person, his personality is first class. If you don't get that club promoted, you're under pressure again. So the, the pressure amongst the players and amongst the staff to get it promoted was huge. When you're, on, when you're on that kind of run, you feel a little bit unbeatable. Once we beat West Brom, we've, we're never going to lose. Never going to lose. At the time, you look at Dean, and Dean was just like, "Yeah, ice cold, ice cold, yeah, like ice cold." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, like I'm looking around the stadium, and all our fans are going, "If we mess this up now, oh my god!" Straight to dressing room. Yeah. I think I must have smashed about three or four bottles down my neck in the space of about two minutes. And then we went to the Hilton, and then had a great night. You know, we had a band on, and do you remember it? Bits of it. It was a free bar, so oh, I remember yeah. to a certain amount. I think tight has been better through not being the captain. He's just dealt with himself. Different with Guinea. Guinea's played in positions where he probably hasn't flourished. It's probably not his favourite position. But what, what Guinea does, he just gets on with it, doesn't moan. How do you find out about it? Does he come in the room so our oh, lads open? Yeah, it was a like... tough one for Steve, like because he was told at the game, so we obviously we were on the bus coming back. Is that awkward? Mm, not really so much awkward, it's just a bit... It's just disappointment, really. Disappointment of how the game turned out. Disappointment, you know, that the manager's lost his job. I don't think the fans saw how driven he actually was to win games. Like, massively driven. Like, wanted to, like, desperate to win. I don't think we got to see the best of Steven Gerrard. Obviously, devastated. Devastated to leave the football club. I built what I'd built over four years was working brilliantly. The, the young boys coming through, um, the way Emmy was performing, everybody was was developing really well. Um, but that's football. You kind of forget what was in there because obviously I've not watched it back in full because I edited it and you kind of watching it in fits and starts. And you know, we recorded that. Was it last Thursday? Was it? That's Thursday, Thursday, yeah. So, like, I kind of remember it from being there, but I've not seen it back. So, watching the trailer for it, mate, it's like, oh, yeah, this was us and this was us, which was bizarre because I was there. Um, when we were saying before about, like, how much of a nice guy he was, I knew 
and we'd prepped it beforehand. I wanted to ask about the night Gerald was sacked and the kind of the story that he was on the bus home with them and all that kind of thing. And the stupid fan question in my head is, is that awkward? And I was a little bit wary that if he's not a nice guy, Neil Cutler, which I knew he would be, but if he doesn't quite take to the interview so far, yeah. how do I ask that? Like, is that going to tip him over the edge to go, oh, lads, that's a step too far. Like, a guy's lost his job. Can we kind of cut that and move on? Yeah. But he answered it. And he said, no, it wasn't awkward. This this is what happened. This is what it was like. Yes, a man's lost his job, but this, this, this. And it's, yeah, it was, it, we're already like a fair way in at that point. But like I said earlier, like he, he was never at a stage where he said, oh, I'm not going to answer that or, or don't ask ask me this because I, I don't want to talk about it. So yeah, yeah, lovely guy. And like I said, the full the full episode will be linked down below as well as the quick fire questions. Just quickly before I let you go, like you said, it's the Cardiff going tomorrow. You go into that, like you reporting on that. Yeah, going yeah. to that, yeah, doing that one okay. half seven kickoff. So, um, yeah, no, no post match. So, I'll be speaking to the coaching staff or anything like that. So, yeah, down there, live blog, player ratings and whatnot, and little, little tidbits from behind the scenes, what's going on, team news and all, and, and all that jazz. So, yeah, probably speak to you whenever, whenever. Yeah, I'm not sure we'll do like a post match podcast or anything tomorrow night or anything, but we'll have a no. chat at some point about the talking points, maybe on Friday. Maybe you yeah. and John could do something. I've got a little mini schedule for the next few days. So obviously this is out today on Tuesday. Um we've got this fans football of the year thing happening tomorrow, which has been launched today. Looking at we've done it every year that I've worked for the company so far, picking the best four villa players of the calendar year, which it's let's face it, it's slim pickings this calendar year, but we'll... who do you have done? I think Martinez probably wins it, doesn't he? Just who's, being consistent. Who's in the Who's in the cluster? Would you say? Can well, I spoke to John about this this morning. We've got a short list. I don't know when we've got to decide this. To, by the way, I don't know whether it's tomorrow or whether we've, it's already been decided. Yeah, um, but I'd have said Martinez, Cash, Mings, more so for this season. Louise, maybe Ramsey. Yeah, I've got um sure. I've got the five here I've got is Martinez. I haven't got cash. I've got Martinez, Douglas Louise, Tyro Mings, Jacob Ramsey, and Ashley Young. Five. Ashley Young, yeah. Ashley Young's a shout. Yeah, not thought about him. It's tough, yeah, isn't so, it, really? From January. It's tough. It's tough because it's been a rubbish year, effectively. Yeah. So it's hard to go, oh, here's the five best performing villa players because it, they've not been the best performing, but this is just something we, we have to do as part of the you know, wider kind of initiative and you know, we'll talk about it tomorrow, and I think it, I think John's hosting it. I think it might be either John and you, or all three of us chatting through it. It depends yeah. on how busy my editing day is tomorrow. Um, but that's tomorrow. The second part of Claret and Blue Live is Thursday, which is the Q&A section that we did. Um, when I put the footage in this morning to edit through, it was, I think it was an hour and five minutes, the Q&A oh, lasted right. for, which I mean, that's a big chunk of a podcast itself. I've edited through the first uh, 20 minutes or so so I'm editing that tomorrow afternoon Yeah, I've got a clip from that that I wanted to play as well um, to kind of tease that it's well worth your time there's loads of kind of varying questions asked about the industry uh, favourite Villa players um, stuff about the, the future of the podcast and, and interview guests and stuff like that so definitely worth your time on Thursday I think that'll come out and then we'll kind of do a, kind of another behind the scenes of the live event next week and talk about the money that we've raised and all those kind of things. Yeah. So here, here's a question that was asked to you, Ash, about the kind of pressures of, of working as the Villa reporter for the Birmingham Mail. Very emotional in that sense. I'm a, I'm a Villa fan. Very proud to be, 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 be in this job. Um, so, yeah, it does affect you a lot. It's, it's your life. It takes over your life. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of pressure to do with, like I say, the social media side of things as well. I'll come off social media tomorrow, but I, I'm there for you and... 
like you say, we asked the questions for you as well. But um, the greedy stuff affected me quite badly as well. I was too when he went in two footy too strongly. I, the, fan, the fan of me coming out, I was hurt as well at the time, and um, that affected me mentally as well. I didn't need to do that. You, you live and learn. I'm, I've only been in the job now, my fourth season, so fairly new to it. Um, but yeah, um, the greedy stuff did, did affect me. That's probably too strong. I don't know. But you learn by your mistakes, don't you? And that, that's where I am. So, but yeah, very emotional being the Villa reporter, being a big Villa fan. Used to be in the other room, my dad. He saw. Yeah, remember, remember it like yesterday, so to be here now, very emotional, yeah. You're getting me going in a minute. <laughs> I love that it's a little bit after that where Matt's like, suck it up, mate, or something like that, yeah. like, get over yourself or something. I don't know whether that'll stay in the final edit or not, but it was, yeah, made me chuckle. Um, yeah, nice, nice sentiments, though. And like I said, that Q&A episode will be out on Thursday, which is, is that the 1st of December? Yeah, 1st of December. Um kind of this is how we're filling our World Cup break <laughs> trying to get through it as best we can um, but yeah if you uh, subscribe to the Can't Be YouTube channel you'll be the first to see these kind of things uh, appear so if you can do that that'd be lovely uh, there's a lot of nice feedback and a lot of nice comments that we all very much appreciate especially me and Ash being like the hosts of that interview it's the first one we've done so it's nice not to see any negative comments going get Matt Kendrick back this was rubbish <laughs> there's loads of people that really enjoyed it which is which is great for us as well uh, thanks again to Neil Cutler for, for helping us out with the interview and being so generous with his time Ash thanks to you for joining me this afternoon for half an hour to, to kind of look back on the last week and thanks to the people that have watched along as well like I said there's a couple of things coming up for the rest of the week so stay tuned for those and uh, yeah we'll see you again soon Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your thoughts and comments. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.